Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 29 for me and season 25 for Amanda. And this is day 17 of season 97. Our first question asks us for the name of anti-technology people who are named after uh, a legendary character who smashed knitting frames in a fit of passion. Uh, so I did not know this was a legendary character or mm. anything like that. I think I just kind of always figured he was a person in the movement itself. Mm. Um, but this is Luddites, and I know that it's named after someone uh, named Ludd. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much the end of my knowledge of that specifically. So I'm glad it got... Uh, I'm glad we got the first part and not the second. <laughs> I don't know whether I would have... Uh, I don't know whether I would have got gotten to that with just the legendary character who smashed two knitting frames mm. so, but i knew luddite yeah i've i've heard a couple of different i think history podcasts that dealt with um the industrial revolution and the luddites in particular um and they kind of i think had a, a resurgence with the advent of the internet and kind of the techno utopia kind of ideas that they you know people um tend to rail against and they get called luddites for doing so and um and yeah it's just a term that i've known for a while and i did know kind of the backstory of it the the legendary part less so but um that they were you know a, a group who destroyed industrial machinery um that i did know so i also put down luddites and that was correct. Mm-hmm. Question two asks us for another name for the tam-tam instrument. Gives a hint that it was in the title of a television show. Yes, that first aired in 1976. And I wish I could say that any of that helped me very much. Um, I, I got it stuck in my head right away that this must be another name for tambourine. And I thought, surely there was a television show that came out in 1976 that had tambourine in the name, <laughs> um, even though I couldn't think of what that was. I tried to think of lots of other different television shows that might have a musical focus, like American Bandstand, Solid Gold, Soul Train, just on and on, like everything from Yeehaw to um, Sonny and Cher to, you know, just anything I could think of. And really nothing was coming to mind that had any kind of instrument in it and that, you know, presumably would have a musical focus to it. Um, but I was thinking of shows that kind of were music-centric, um, which, you know, was kind of, I guess I needed to broaden my view away from that. Uh, but the, the question was asking me so much to think of a musical instrument that I couldn't quite, you know, make that leap. So I put down tambourine. I also initially thought tambourine, but then thought that would be way too easy and couldn't think of mm-hmm. what that show might be especially since it was in the title if it right. just said a, a television show that featured it prominently i may have well gone with that figured like oh partridge family or something like that <laughs> some version of the brady bunch ah. um but no i just i couldn't grab onto this and i just i tried thinking of musical instruments and went through every one i could think of and just could not come up with the one that worked or even and i tried thinking of tv shows from the 70s and just mm-hmm. couldn't land on it and, and also kind of went 
tried to figure out whether it was one of the music oriented ones, American Bandstand or Soul Train or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even those, those I believe predate the 1970s, but I just couldn't ever come onto this. And so I thought, well, if nothing else, a, a show from the seventies might involve bongos. Mm. Uh, it might've been some kind of kids show that I'm just not remembering because 76 is right around the time that I would, would have been starting to watch TV and maybe didn't get all of it. So sure. uh, I'll go with bongos. Yeah, uh, the answer was gong, as in the gong show. Yep. And yep, I yep, yep. definitely a bit of a forehead slapper on that one. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, well, of course. Although I think I I don't think I knew that Tam Tam was another name for gong either. No, I definitely didn't. Yeah. Um, I, I would have put the gong show as earlier than 76 as well. Maybe so. It, it's yeah, one of those shows that I, I think of as having been on for a long time. But also, I never saw an episode of The Gong Show that I recall. Really? I don't think I ever did. I wow. don't know whether that was because you know, I grew up in places that didn't have a lot of like those kind of high, high-end high UHF or high-power <laughs> UHF station, high-channel high ones. Okay. Where, you know, you'd find like this kind of syndicated weirdness. All right. Um, to, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I never, it, it never made its way into my brain. Huh. To the extent of a lot of other shows from the late seventies and early eighties and the like. Yeah, I, I would say I um I definitely saw a good number of episodes of the Gong Show, and it probably just had to do with, you know, the stations around us must have picked it up and put it in that you know early evening kind of time slot where a kid might still be awake to mm-hmm. to see this wackiness going on. Um, one of the things I don't remember seeing, though, but I have seen uh, in latter days is uh, a, an episode of The Gong Show featured uh, a particular uh, new up-and-coming band called The Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo, uh-huh. which, go Google that up, folks. It is <laughs> very fun um, if, if you're Boingo fans at all, but just in general, because it's just... It's the exact kind of ridiculous that fits the gong show, you know, whole aesthetic. But then you get to know that these these wackadoos became Oingo, Oingo Boingo and and remained wackadoos. They did not, you know, um, change that focus much. But, you know, Danny Elfman's gone on to do all these famous soundtracks and scores and stuff like that. And so um, it's kind of fun to see the the emergence of them and think about their evolution from there (laughs) so uh, moving on to question three um, we are given a variety of structures that are part of flowers and we are asked to name the missing structure um, which comprises the stigma style and ovary i don't know why but i was thinking about this just a few days ago about how the like the uh, the the sexual organs of a flower are the stamen and the pistil, uh-huh. and but the pistil isn't the one you would think of as being. Oh, what it's you know sure when from the it's name the you would think it's that one right exactly it's but it's not I don't know why that came up in my head uh, a few days ago but it did um, but I I would have I, I feel like I would have remembered this anyway it's not like it, I was reminded of it that thank God and you know now it was 
uh, at the forefront of my my mind, but I knew that this was the pistol. Um, both because it was kind of, oh, when you say stamen, I think stamen and pistol, just like mortar mm. and pestle or yeah. various other things like that. They could just go together. And then when it uh, when Thorsten helpfully pointed out that it contains the ovary, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the pistol, the mm-hmm. uh, seemingly oppositely named uh, sex organ of the flower. Yeah, um, this was really uh, a surprisingly just popped into my head kind of answer just looking at, well, here's all these structures that are listed. I'm familiar with each with each, what each one of those basically is. Um, and then the missing thing is just that's the pistol, as far as I know. That's the one thing that wasn't in the list that I would expect to be. So I also put down pistol. And that was correct. Question four gives us a very long description of a figure skating maneuver. Mm-hmm. And asks us what that description is of yeah and really the only thing that might be construed as helpful to anybody who isn't actually a figure skater themselves uh would be the fact that it's one of the few jumps that takes off counter to the natural rotation of the edge of the skate and um not that that really like helped me in the sense of actually knowing it but it at least led me to think of um, maybe the less commonly mentioned jumps that people do, you know, in figure skating. Um, and so I thought, well, the axle is like the most famous one. Um, and then from there, I was kind of like the, the one that comes to mind is the Salcow, which is, um, you know, I, I don't know how it differs from what this description is or anything. But I thought, that's one I feel like I don't hear as much, you know, mentioned. So I figure it's more rare. And so that's really all I've got to go on with this. Because I can't, you know, it's not one of those things where I have an encyclopedia, encyclopedic knowledge of this type of, you know, sports detail. Um, I'm sure I've heard all of the terms that could be possibilities. Because I've watched enough, you know, Olympic and whatever figure skating. Um, but all I can really do is make a guess here. So I went Salco. Uh, I figured it was Axel because that's the one I could think of. Sure. And I had no reason to think of anything else because Mm -hmm. anything else I could think of would just be another word. Yeah. And I had absolutely no connection to what might be a rarer jump than any other Right. So, all right, I'll say Axel. Correct answer was Lutz. Sure. Which I've definitely heard of, um, but I think this question is going to play pretty tough because it's very echoid. There's no, mm. like, you literally have to know what that move is to have any hope of actually getting it. And so I think that's going to be a low get rate. Yep. Uh, question five asks us about uh, the th- the four marketing mix, the four P's that compose those uh, terms, gives us three of them, place, price, and promotion, and asks us to list the fourth. So the fact that it was usually listed first, mm-hmm. as noted in the parenthetical, is what gave this one to me. Uh, I floundered around with it for a little while, but then I thought the thing you need in marketing 
is something to market. Yes. And it's not any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what place is supposed to be in that. Uh, in that four Ps. But, um, but given that there's uh, not a thing in that list of the actual thing, I tried to think, okay, what's a thing that starts with P? And I thought, product. Of course, yes. That's the, the thing that marketers push is the product. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, I had much the same thought. Um, I think, I think place refers to like an outlet where something's being sold, or okay. I don't know. I'm not a marketer, um, but I, uh, uh, yeah, I figured that this had to be just you know, if it's the thing that's listed first, then it's the most important thing, and it's you know you you have to have an a subject or an object or whatever you'd call it of your marketing um, uh, program. So I figured the product was what had to be listed first and is most important. And, um, you know, certainly relates to um, what marketing strategies you're going to use. You can't really, you know, you have to use ones appropriate to the product as well. So I, I just figured that had to be it. And that was correct. Question six asks us for the French equivalent of Ziegenkasse and Caprino. Right. So um, the two examples were very helpful to me because I could tell that the German one was referring to a cheese. Mm. And then the Italian one with the uh, capra or capra uh, kind of prefix in the word told me it was about goat cheese specifically. Um, and so I, I think I've heard of a couple of the examples that are listed. Uh, Boucheron, um, Chavreau is another kind of clue because that's, um, uh, Ch- Chavreau is another goat cheese based spread that you'll find here in the U S. Um, and I, I think the Chav, um, uh, prefix is also goat related. Um, and so the thing about this is you don't want to just say goat cheese. Uh, you want the French word for goat cheese, which is chev and it's C-H-E-V-R-E. Um, and so that to like, I did a couple careful readings of the question to make sure, you know, you can't, just, <laughs> you can't say goat cheese, the French word. And I, and I had to avoid thinking of like the brand names of goat cheese, like Chavri that, you know, would try to get in the way of like, what's the basic thing. Um, and so once I worked that out, I put down Chev, C-H-E-V-R-E. Uh, I couldn't land any of these words. I, I, I kind of thought Zegan Casa might have something to do with sausage because Casa for case. Oh, yeah. Um, Caprino just, I, I could, I could feel like I knew it. I I felt like I would figure it out immediately upon seeing the answer. Caprino, (laughs) but just capers, no, Mm. uh, you know, Capri, what does Capri mean? It's a place. No, that's not helping. Um, none of the examples gave me anything. I thought maybe Valencia was something, uh, but all I could think of was like, Valencia onions and that didn't work. So I 
for lack of even being able to come up with the French word for sausage, I just said, <laughs> I get sausage. Okay. That's all I can do. I mean, that does sound like it could be derived from a French word. Mm -hmm. But chef was the correct answer. Well done. Thank you. So I had three. And I had four. Oof. Which felt a little middling at best. Um, if I had pulled the gong show, I'd be much happier with my performance. Mm. I think the figure skating one, I'm not overly worried about anyone, in even in an A-Rundle, actually getting. Because yeah. that is, like, that's asking a lot. That's that's a depth of figure skating knowledge that I think not that many even learned leaguers will have right to hand. So um, I think a five out of six today is nearly a beer. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, you know, my only hope is that the gong show in particular is a TV show and my TV score is pretty good. So, you know, we've got a, a world history, we've got a, a business econ question in here. Um, and I'm, of course, probably get zeroed out on the food and drink one. So yeah, maybe I can, can pull five or six points out of this. Let's hope. Hope so. So I guess that's it for today. Yeah, I'm, um. I'm demoralized. <laughs> I, I pulled a tie yesterday huh? yay, with my five uh -huh. and just, you know, I'm absolutely dead bottom of my rundle. Ugh. I'm not looking, uh, not looking to rise that much higher. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm still hanging in there. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, I tied with a beer yesterday, so, mm. um, it, it wouldn't have, might not have availed you a lot, but, um, yeah, I, you know, still just just trying to hold steady where I am and still just averaging a little above my usual uh, record. So I will try to keep on keeping on. Yeah. So that's it for today. Uh, tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>